right, welcome to the show. Today on our first episode, uh, we're going to discuss the top 10 current fighters in the world. We're going to use the criteria um, to develop our top 10 list from four major categories. Those categories are uh, fighters' quality of opposition. We're going to use 30 points to determine or give fighters 30 points in the next category is going to be the achievements of the boxers. Um, the third category is based on the fighter's eye test. And then the last category that we're going to use is 10 points for whether or not a fighter seeks out opposition or whether or not a fighter avoids that competition. Uh, my name is Wilton Henry, and I'm a huge boxing fan. I'm joined by two other gentlemen. Danny. Danny, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. My name is Danny and or Danny, whatever you prefer. Um, I've been a boxing fan, not as long as these guys, but for probably at least about 10, 11 years, I would say. Um, I have been participating in the sport, um, not fighting as an amateur, but just learning the craft on and off for the last two years, a little bit more seriously this year. But um, I'm just here. I'm happy to talk about boxing with these guys and look forward to it. All right, Mr. Ville. Yes, yes. Uh, my name is Lavelle. Uh, I've been a boxing fan probably as long as I can remember. I've been a major boxing fan probably the last 15 years. I've grown up watching, you know, I remember one of my fondest memories was watching uh, Saturday, Saturday afternoon fights with my father, you know, in the 80s, watching, you know, guys like Macho Camacho and guys like that. Um, I'm just excited. Uh, boxing is one of the things I love talking about. Absolutely. Absolutely. Man, you brought back some memories talking about Hector Macho Camacho. But we need to go ahead and get into our uh, our list. So I'll start us off. And so, again, the criteria that we're using is quality victories, 30 points, achievements, 30 points, abilities, 30 points, and whether or not a fighter avoids smoke or seeking out the smoke. All right. So actually, on my list, I have 11 guys that I um, have. So I have a um, actually I have a, a bonus guy that I have here. And so starting off my list well it's not really not starting off my list I'll start off with the extra uh, person that I had on here. And actually I thought this gentleman would have made my top 10 and he did make my top 10 when I just actually wrote out the list. But criteria he fell out the top 10. And so the first gentleman that I have is Francisco Estrada. Um, he end up, ended up with 65 points. Um, the biggest thing for him, uh, the area that he got the most points would be the quality of opposition, or not the quality of opposition, but the quality of victories. And so, um, and I had an opportunity to like really study Francisco. And he, he's a really good fighter. He, he, I give him more credit than I, I thought initially. I checked his background out. I saw that he fought Chocolatito early in his career, and he was actually giving Chocolatito the business. But I think he just had that fight a little too early in his career. If they fought a little bit later, like now when he's more seasoned, I think he really would do a much better job against um, or do a job on, on Chocolatito. But his biggest victory was against Soar uh, Rumbasai out of Thailand, the gentleman who actually 
defeated Chocolatito. Um, to me, when I look at him, he fell out of the top 10 because the lowest category, he's just really like an even out type guy. So he gets 19 points for quality victory, 18 points for achievement, 18 for abilities, and then 10 because he has a, a really good resume. Um, so he ended up with 65 points. Um, but he lost to Chocolatito, and then he also had a, I want to say a draw, or he lost against um, Rumbasai, but he actually defeated Rumbasai in a rematch. So he he's number 11 on my list. The next gentleman on my list, number 10, is um, Nao. I don't want to pronounce his name incorrectly, but I think his name is pronounced um, Inoue, and the gentleman out of out of uh, Japan. And so for him, the eye test is really um, his abilities. Like he, when I look at his skills, he has a, a major league left hook. So when he goes to the body or he hits somebody with that left hook, it kind of reminds me of Tito Trinidad. Um, the way he connects on his opponent and the damage that he does to opponent when he when he uh, lands. Uh, for me, the reason why he's not higher is because of the fact that um, his opposition, uh, the fighters that I, I've seen him fight, I don't think that they, you know, I think I wouldn't say tomato cans, but they just don't. Um, their the eye test of them is is really not that great, um, but his skill set is really high. He ended up with 17 points in quality of victories, 20 points for achievements because he won championships in multiple uh, divisions, 24 points for abilities, and then seven points for um, the last category of competition, whether or not he avoids it or not. Give me one second, fellas. I'm going to step in real quick because it's raining outside. Just give me one second. All right. So the next person on my list is going to be Arthur Betterbia. Now this is another gentleman that the eye test. When I look at him, um, when I see him touch opponents, he, he really does a lot of damage uh, when he he connects on his opponents, and he has some real sharp stuff on the inside. You know, once he connects with those short punches, um, he really does some 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 really good damage. But with him, the quality of victories, I can only give him credit for the um, fight that he had against the gentleman that beat Adonis Stevenson in the unification match. Um, but he ended up with 70, 76 points. But the biggest category that he received points in was the eye test. So I got better be of at number nine. At number eight is the person who... I think a lot of people are going to be surprised that when they hear this gentleman on my list, but I have Danny Garcia at number eight. Uh, Danny Garcia, the quality of victories. He defeated um, Matiste. When Matiste was the boogeyman, he, he um, won a controversial decision against uh, Mr. Lamont Peterson. Um, Porter, Thurman, to me, could have been victories as well. They, they could have went either way. He won multiple championships, won a junior welterweight, won a welterweight. And so on my list, Danny ended up with 79 points. And um, the biggest thing for him really is the quality of victories, achievements. Um, his abilities aren't the highest, but he, I think that he could 
he would give anybody trouble. Like, you're not just going to run through um, Danny Garcia. So he ended up with 79 points. Number seven on my list is none other than Manny Pac-Man Pacquiao. Uh, Pac-Man, obviously, with the quality of victories, he beat Barrera, he beat Marquez, Oscar De La Hoya, Hatton, uh, uh, Clotty, he beat Cotto, Bradley, Thurman. Um, so he, he gets all 30 points when it comes to quality of victories, achievements. He's going to get 30 points for that. I mean, eight, nine-time division champion. Uh, 15 points for abilities because at this particular point in his career, um, I don't think Pacquiao can beat a lot of these guys on this list. He'll be tough, but I, I think that he doesn't have the energy to be able to pull it off. Um, and then avoiding competition. Early on, you Pacquiao was, was fighting pretty much everybody. But I think, in my opinion, once he moved to welterweight, he was pretty selective in fighting those uh, Bob Arum fighters. <clears throat> Next person on my list who actually – ended up with the same amount of points as Manny Pacquiao is Mr. Lomachenko. Mr. Lomachenko, quality of victories, he has uh, a 20 on my list. He beat Mr. Russell, Gary Russell, uh, Nicholas Waters, uh, Walters, Rigo, Benares, uh, Campbell. And for me, his biggest attribute is going to be he got skills to pay the bill. You know, um, I think not that he moved vulnerable. But when he was in his, his weight class, I want to say around 126 or so, um, he was pretty much untouchable um, at that weight. But he ended up with 81 points. And then Manny Pacquiao had the same amount of points. I put him over Pacquiao because I looked at it from the standpoint that they fought each other at the same weight at this particular point in their career that Loma would be able to get him. Um, I have at number five, Mr. Usyk. Uh, for him, the biggest thing uh, that I see is going to be the achievements. When you are an undisputed champion, uh, he's moving up to another weight class. He has victories over the best fighters in the weight class that he was an undisputed champion. So he has high marks in that area of achievements. Quality of victories, again, he wiped everybody out. I, I can't um, knock him. Uh, whether or not the opposition was great or if it wasn't great, he took out who was there for him to fight. Um, as far as abilities, he's tricky. Because when I look at Usyk, he doesn't look like much to me. But he gets stronger as the fight progresses. And he does some little sneaky stuff that frustrates his opponent. He does some sneaky things that gets his opponent in certain um, like exchanges that you wouldn't expect. So I have to give him credit for that. He ended up with 23 points when it comes to abilities. But overall, he was at 86. So he's number five on my list. Number four is the truth. Uh, Mr. Errol Spence, Dallas, Texas own. Um, he ended up with 86 on my list as well. And just like with Loma and Pacquiao, I just look at if those two guys fought each other, at, if they were the same weight, Usyk and Spence, I think Spence would beat Usyk. Uh, he has some quality victories against Brooke, um, Garcia, Peterson, Porter. I gave him a uh, Points for the Bundu fight because did something that Thurman was unable uh, to do, take him out. And then he, at one point, I mean, he was he was the boogeyman. He was the one that was the most avoided. Now that he's been in the car accident, I think more people are um, less reluctant on taking a challenge of Errol Spence. But uh, in the categories, whether or not he avoids or he doesn't avoid it, I gave him a nine, um, and he would have got a ten. He should have got a 20 if this was a couple years back. But sometimes I hear him talk 
uh, in regards to opponents like um, Terrence Crawford. And when Terrence Crawford names come name comes up, I don't hear him as eager to take on that challenge as I would like. Um, and I know that they want the fight to build, but you know, um, the era when I used to watch boxing, I, I was glued to the screen. I don't care if you was the top pound for pound fighter in the world, or if you were trying to get to a champion, you wanted everybody. And if somebody said that somebody was better than you, then you took on that challenge. So when he kind of is not as willing to step in the ring at this particular moment with um, Bud, I have to take a point off for that. I understand where he's coming from, but I just don't like the fighter saying that. I like a promoter saying stuff like that. Um, number three, I got none other than uh, Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury, I mean, come on, man. He beat Klitschko. He beat uh, Deontay Wilder. Um, now, you know, those are the victories that he has on his career. You know, if you look at the other victories that he has, they don't look as impressive. But when you take out somebody who had the division on lock, like Klitschko, like, I mean, you, you've got to get pretty much all the points when it comes to quality of victories, and you beat Deontay Wilder. Controversially, I see the, what, what people are saying as far as the gloves and everything, but at the end of the day, that victory is on his record, so I have to give him credit for that. Um, achievements, undisputed champion, just like Usyk. Um, so he's at a 91. Um, a fighter that's at number two is none other than Terrence Bud Crawford. Quality of victories, I gave him 25 because he beat Gamboa, he beat Postal, who was kind of a boogeyman. Um, he went up, beat Horn. Um, and that's, to me, the extent of his victories, of what I can give him credit for. Um, his achievements, lightweight champ, junior welterweight champ, welterweight champ. His ability is the eye test. That's very high with him. I mean, it's, I don't know of too many people on his list at the same size as Terrence Crawford that Terrence Crawford wouldn't find a way to beat. So, um, with that being said, he and Fury ended up with 91 points. And just like with the other fighters, since they ended up with the same amount of points, I have to look and see if they fought each other at the same rate. I would give the nod to Terrence Crawford. I think that he would find a way to be able to defeat um, Tyson Fury. And last but not least is going to be what I like to call the cash cow, you know, um, he, he, he likes to have him some um, Clint Bruderall every now and then. But at the end of the day, I have to give him high credits for quality of victories because this gentleman be uh, it could some people consider it controversial. I don't. I, I think he won a fight, um, not with ease, but I think he won the fight against Laura. He beat Trout, who was who had just beat Cotto. He also beat Cotto. He beat Triple G. He beat Danny Jacobs. He beat Kovalev. He's been a champion at junior middleweight, middleweight, light heavyweight. And again, he's the cash cow. So that has to go into achievements as well. So 30 points in those two categories, 27 for abilities. Canelo surprised me. When I first saw him fight against, um, it was before, I forget the gentleman's name, out of England. Uh, he didn't look too hot to me, I, I thought. But he was young. He was very young. But each time, he started getting better and better. And now when I see him fight, I mean, you know, he knows how to put his punches together really well. That defense is, is, is real solid. Nobody's really just 
hitting him, you know, uh, with anything significant. And so he's a total package to me. So I have to put Canelo at number one. And that's uh, just one point over Crawford and Fury. But he rounds out my top ten. So congratulations to Canelo Alvarez for being the number one fighter on my pound-for-pound list. Um, So with that being said, we're going to move to the next gentleman, and I think that's Daniel Lee. Am I correct, Daniel? Is is that the – are you – Yep. Next. Okay. Yes, sir. All right. Um, so I also had an honorable mention. Uh, he was actually a tie with the 10th place, but similar to you, Will, uh, if I were to put those people up against each other, um, this person would not win that fight, I don't think. Uh, so for honorable mention, I have, I have Triple G. Um, his quality of opposition is... Decent, and I, this, I, I sort of on the curve, so my scores are higher in comparison to you, Will. But uh, in the order that it should have been in, so it worked out. Um, but I gave him 25 for quality of opposition. Um, I personally thought he he won one against Canelo, and one was in the draw. Um, but um, so again, 25 a player position, 28 in achievements because I say that because he's a career middleweight and he uh, he had three to belts at one point. And the eye test, um, that's kind of what hurt him because I have to again for eye test I have to judge 2020 Triple G or I guess 2019 Triple G based on the last fight against And so I, I only give him 19 for the eye test. For, for 2020, um, and seven for the smoke category. So we scored at 79. Uh, at number 10, I had Inui. Um, like like Will said, not a huge uh, list of, of quality fighters that he's fought. Donaire is pretty much the one that stands out. Uh, but he did what he had to do. Uh, he has he had two belts or has two belts in bantamweight. Um, and so, you know, his achievements, I gave him 22 for quality of opposition, 21 for achievements, 27 for the eye test, because the guy looks good, you know? Like, that's, you know, you you can knock his opposition maybe, but the guy looks good. Uh, he has not disappointed up to this point, has a record of 19 and 0, so uh, nobody has been able to see him up to this point. Um, and I gave him a 9 in the smoke category um, just because – he doesn't, you know, he doesn't talk often, probably because his language is a barrier, but I don't see, I haven't seen him up to this point. The fight opposition avoid anybody um, in his way at this point. Um, but number nine, I had, again, quite uh, because he, he really has only beat Rosnick, but uh, he has. Again, um, you know, pretty decent achievement. I have to be one. Uh, he's one point higher than me, actually, because he was like, oh, man. Um, I gave him three for the eye test, and nine for smoke, because he seems game for anybody that challenged him. And I don't know if he'll, I don't know what his looks like, uh, what's what up or what. 
he still up the fight pretty well. He hit street hard, so um, you know, who knows with that guy. Um and it's, it's interesting as I go as I see this because in, in some ways, you know, we have fighters who question you know, some of these fighters, some of the older fighters typically any question you can have about him is kind of answered, and so you kind of take him at face value. But then, like, the high test is kind of like the producer for the guys that you have seen a lot of stuff. And so, uh, you know, the right series of fights, you go 9 and 10, but you could really spot the track pretty easy. So that's why that position goes up, that high test goes up. That said, moving on to number 8. Uh, number 8 might be a surprise. Um, and it's funny because we uh, all had a Garcia at number eight. That was a surprise. I, I got Michael Garcia at number eight. Uh, actually, uh, his position is decent. He he fought Benito. I guess after the really most of the name. Uh, looking at he's not a walk on the court. Uh, Rob Houston. This is where I get But he, he is. Garcia is deep. Um, Garcia has fought in five divisions. He's had titles in three of those divisions. Um, so, you know, I gave him three years of a position. Quick achievement for the reasons I just made the five divisions. He's 41 and 1. He's only lost to someone who quit off this. And so, um, you know, I, I just I can't really penalize him for that. I give dog at the right position. He uh to the benefit of his hands sometimes, but to the detriment of his own body, he he wants to be able to be great. And so uh, I, I I like that in my side. I just think he sort of uh, continues to do that in ways where he doesn't kill his career. Uh, I gave him 25 to eye test and 9 to field goal. He gave me great credit for the way He gave me 3. Number 7, I also had Pacquiao. Um, it's hard to argue with this because he wins this at all. Um, he's had 12 major world titles. He's fought on along the way. He's fought just about anybody that he could possibly fight at those divisions, um, and so I give him a thirty with quality of opposition, thirty four achievements. Uh, the only thing that hurt him was was the eye test because again I had to take him at 2019, 2020 Pacquiao, forty one year old Pacquiao. So I gave him a twenty for the eye test. Um, I gave him a ten for the smoke because even though he's avoided people, he's also for the better part of two decades has fought most of who he could possibly fight again among, uh, you know, eight divisions. And so uh, I gave him a 90 total. Um, at number six, I have, uh, Usyk at 17 and no, he really, he, he, his first really went, when he became on my rate, when he came on my radar, uh, was probably when he came on a lot of folks' radar was during the the World Boxing Super Series where he pretty much cleaned house, starting with Marco Hook, and then he uh, ended up winning pretty much unifying that division over the course of that that series. And rightfully so, he was the Ring's 2018 Fighter of the Year. 
because um, that's when he not only cleaned out the division, but then he also fought for what it's worth. He's, he's also a name, but Tony Bellew and um, and did what he had to do there. So um, he has the potential to move up. He's just one of those guys where, um, you know, there, there are questions about him. He would probably be higher if he would if he would stay at cruiserweight because there's nothing for him to do there. But now that he's in a heavyweight and we haven't really seen him, there are questions that haven't been answered. Therefore, I can't quantify them anywhere on this list. So uh, he he had a thir- he had a, a ninety two total with the points. Um, number five, number five, I had the truth. Uh, twenty eight quality of opposition. Um, he he's fought he he's really he he fought Kell Brook, uh, and Kell Brook was sort of the boogeyman at the time. He he broke my guy's orbital bone. He he's he's the real deal. Um, you can't really argue against him. I had again twenty eight quality opposition. I have uh, I had him. I, I gave him thirty eight achievements so far because he's you know he is twenty six and zero. So he has achieved most of what there is to achieve at this point. Maybe that's a little bit high, but again, uh, the point totals are mo- for the most part in line with what I would have selected on this list anyway. So I'm not mad at it. Um, the eye test I give him, I give him a twenty nine. Uh, this actually would have been lower before the Porter fight, but in the in the Sean Porter fight, I feel like he showed me a little bit of what I hadn't seen from him before. He showed me he was willing to make it uglier, and he sort of fought Porter's fight and still beat him. Um, number eight, sorry, not number eight, but I gave him an eight in the smoke category for a similar reason to Will. He just doesn't... I, I don't really agree with the you know you clean your side of the house Crawford and I clean my side of the house or however that goes or however he says it um and I he's in the ex he, he got in an accident and I'm glad that he's recovered I, I hope this is sort of a sobering thing for both him and other elite fighters to know that even though you want to build up fights you you can't just pre- you you can't assume that those fights are going to be promised. Um, but all that said, I gave him a 95 total. Again, at number five. Number four is the guy that everybody wants to see Spence fight. Uh, I, I gave Bud Crawford uh, four. And I gave him that because he's fought in three divisions. He unified 140. Uh, he fought, you know, like Will said, Gamboa. He's fought Postal. He's fought. Um, for what is worth, Ndongo, he had a belt, so I gotta mention him. He unified against Ndongo, who was undefeated at the time, also. Um, so again, three divisions of world champ. I think uh Bud carries his weight well up divisions. He up to this point, I, I don't see where he's lost much power since 135 since 140. Um, so I really gave him uh a 96 total for his points. Um, he, he really scored high on the eye test. The only place where I penalize him and it's, it's, it's kind of his, it's not really his fault, but it's just kind of where boxing is at this point. But with the smoke category, um, one thing that Pacquiao did right that Bud has not up to this point is, and I hate that it is way again, but Pacquiao jumped ship from top rank when it was time because he saw that if he wanted to fight the top guys, 
he was going to have to get on that side of the street. And so that's how Pacquiao uh, was able to fight Broner. That's how Pacquiao was able to fight. And that Broner fight set himself up to fight Thurman and set himself up for a belt. Whereas um, I appreciate Bud being loyal to his promoter, but it's costing him in quality of opposition. And it just sort of, I, I don't think he was very forward thinking in renewing his top rate contract because it's costing him at this point in his career. Uh, but he has a, a 96 total. For number three, um, I was surprised that I had him this high. I feel affirmed that Will had him this high, but when I scored it, I was like, okay, let's go crazy. But I had the Gypsy King Tyson Fury at number three. Uh, it's, it's really hard to – he, he's not a, a, a fan-friendly fighter all the time, but you can't knock his quality of opposition. Again, uh, at the time that he fought Klitschko, Klitschko hadn't lost in 11 years, I believe. He had lost in 11 years. He was the lineal champ, um, which was the first time that had been the case since uh, Lennox Lewis, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. So um, achievements, you can't get any higher than lineal champ in your division. So we had a 30 in that, 30 in quality of opposition because outside of Klitschko, he's also fought water twice. Uh, in my opinion, he's beat Wilder with two different styles. And um, that versatility also led me to give him an eight with the eye test. And presumably, um, he will fight both Wilder and Joshua within the next, by the end of 2021, he would have fought both of them. Uh, but I gave him 97 points total. Um, Fury was tied with uh, the number two fighter. Uh, Lomachenko, Vasily Lomachenko. He Lomachenko is 14 and 1 as a fighter. He has the least amount of fights in the top five, which speaks to his to his skill level, really. Uh he I gave him a 30 on the eye test for for that reason. Um when you see him fight, it's really like watching a video game character fight, uh, which is why he has a nickname high tech. Um achievements. You know, he he is a three-division world champ. Or sorry, two or three. Three-division world champ. He was the fastest boxer to win the world title in two weight divisions. And um, he has a pretty solid quality of opposition. So I gave him a 27 in that category. Uh, 30 with achievements given his belts in, in comparison to the fights he's been in. 30 with the eye tests and... Uh, 10 with the smoke. He has not avoided anybody up to this point. And he's moved up to a weight division that is uncomfortable to him for the sake of really cementing his legacy. So again, he had a 97, which makes way for number one, who we could all figure out who that would be at this point, uh, Canelo Alvarez. I have had my doubts about him in the past. I've been a I've been a, a, a huge Canelo Alvarez critic, but he ever, every, every year, every fight, it seems like he turns a corner. He, he shows you something in his bag that you hadn't seen before. And, and he's dared to be great. So the only category I didn't give him a, a perfect score in is the smoke category. And I, I, I would say that his smoke isn't, is not free smoke. It's selective smoke slightly though, because um, you know, he fought Cotto at a pretty convenient time. He caught he fought Triple G at a pretty convenient time. He fought Kovalev at a pretty convenient time. I didn't penalize him for the Kovalev fight because nobody else at middleweight would have taken that fight. 
or even super middleweight for that matter. Uh, but he did have the highest score of a 98. So uh, that's my list. Okay. And I'm LaBelle Jackson, and I'll be bringing you my list. Um, I had much fun doing this, much looking at fighters, watching them, and and seeing who's best. And if any scores that's equal, I looked at which fighter I thought was just simply better. So I'll jump right into it. Um, my number 10, was surprising to me also, was uh, Danny Garcia. Uh, Danny, a lot of people might not like that he's on a pound list, but uh, he's been in a of who's who of anyone. And you can't definitely say that he just lost a fight. All his losses are close. I mean, even his some of his wins are close. It's like one of his strengths and one of his weaknesses that I've always said about him is that he fights to a level of competition. Now, when competition is great, great. But when the competition is subpar, sometimes he fights down to that competition. And it, it, he makes uh, very, very close fights. Um, so he gets a, a, a 34, the quality of opposition. For his achievement, he gets a 20. Uh, he didn't necessarily uh, dominate any weight class that he was in. He, he was the top or upper echelon at 140. He did beat Matisse. Um, when he moved up, I think 147 is where it got a little sketchy, but he went he went into the ring with just about who's who. He went in the ring with Thurman. He went in the ring with Porter. You can't say that he, he definitely lost those fights for sure. I mean, even the if you had him losing, these were close fights. No one's ever outclassed. Um, and that's what brings me to the eye test. I gave him a 20. He's never, he's not really, he's not always a flashy and pretty fighter to fight, to watch. But at the same time, he's never out of a fight. He's always dangerous. You can't say definitely, even in the current welterweight division, that this person is just going to walk through him. It's not going to happen. He's one of the, the best fighters at 147, even if he isn't just dominating 147. He's, he's a dangerous fighter for anyone. And uh, I gave him a 10 for the smoke because he's he's willing to fight anyone. He's, he, he's probably willing to fight Crawford. He's willing to fight uh, Spence, even. Um, I always liked his mindset. I, I, I once read an in, uh, interview with uh, Danny Garcia. This quote, they said, I don't like anybody in, in any division that I fight in. If I'm in a division, we're not friends. And I love that idea about him. I love that that mindset. And that brings me to my number nine. My number nine is uh, for the quality opposition that gave him a 25. He ran through 160 um, until he got to Canelo. I mean, he was had guys running from him, avoiding him. The one fight I always wanted to see, but we never got, was him against Sergio uh, Martinez, you know, Martinez took the Cotto fight and instead and got a, a a big, huge awakening. Uh, number two, I gave him uh, for achievements, I gave him a 25. I mean, he was basically the guy to beat at 160 besides Canelo. I mean, besides Canelo, I mean, he's never I'm not sure who I would favor. Uh, definitely, I mean, a lot of fighters like Charlo have attributes that are better than him or they have things that they do better than he, that, than, than he does, but he has these hidden attributes that he has. He's tougher than a lot of these guys. Uh, for the 
I test, I gave him a 23. I don't think he's what he was, but he's still good enough to be a lot of tough guys. He's still dangerous. I mean, he still can fight. And and he only lost to Canelo. And Canelo, we know, is, is on his way to being an all-time great at this point. For the smoke, I gave him an eight. He's really, he always wanted those, those good fights when he was coming up. Now I'm not sure. We have to see what he does in the future and see what fights he chooses. But looking at his history, he always wanted the toughest fight. He took on um, Daniel Jacobs. Daniel Jacobs is a huge risk for anyone. A lot of guys didn't want to fight Daniel Jacobs. They still don't want to fight Daniel Jacobs. And, and Gennady Golovkin took him on and beat him. And, that brings, and he has a total score of 81. That brings me to my uh, number eight. My number eight is Manny Pac-Man Pacquiao. Pac-Man versus quality of opposition, I gave him a 25. I mean, he had these, these his, his resume it speaks for itself. But at the same time, in the last few years, his, his quality opposition has kind of fallen off. He's kind of at a point where he's losing the right choices in who to fight. But still, it's, it's, it's not like he's going to go uh, fight Errol Spence tomorrow. Maybe he, he will, but he hasn't yet. At the same time, at the, the achievements, I give him a 30 because he's a legend. It's, it's, you look up le- boxing legend in a dictionary, his name might come up <laughs> with a whole bunch of other names, but he's in that mix. Of course, I test, I gave him a 23. He's not what he was, but just like uh, Golovkin, he can still be a lot of guys. He proved that he's still dangerous. He beat uh, Keith Thurman. Keith Thurman was undefeated. No one's beaten Keith Thurman. Keith Thurman still had the scalps of, of Danny Garcia and Sean Porter on his resume, even if those fights were close. He, be, he did beat those guys, and Pacquiao beat him. And, and not only beat him, it, it wasn't even a close fight. And for the the, the uh, smoke, I gave him a five. Uh, he's still at a point where he's going to pick and choose. If, if he makes another bold uh, choice in who to fight, I think that 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 number could go up. But at the same time, right now, I give him a five. His total score is 83. That brings brings me to my number seven. My number seven is Usyk. Um, Usyk. Or it's, it's quality opposition. He hasn't fighting a lot of like big names, but he did dominate who he did fight. When you clean out a division, whether it's by tournament or, or whatever, when you, you pick it, you're not picking and choosing. You're going through it, and you're you're and you fight a different, many different styles. And that's sometimes I think that's an underrated thing to do because you're fighting different styles, and any one any one of those styles can beat. It can be a someone who may not be on paper as good as you, but they fight a style that that can beat your style. And he went through them for the quality, the achievements. I gave him a 25. He is the man at basically the man at cruiserweight. He made it look easy. It, it's self-explanatory for the eye test. I gave him a 30 for me. When I watch him, I mean, it's, it's just pure skill level. I mean, he's not like this guy just knocking people out like Tyson like that, but his skills is just outclassing all of his opponents and for the smoke I gave him a 10 he went through that tournament he didn't complain about it he didn't drop out of it he didn't take he dominated cruiserweight he's moving up to heavyweight now if that's for more money we don't know but heavyweight is a you know is a dangerous thing for a cruiserweight to, to move to move up and be successful at we saw we saw with um 
we, we saw it be with Holyfield. He went up to, to heavyweight and became successful. We saw it with some other guys who didn't be as successful when they did move up. But Uze is it's a huge risk that he's taking. And I like to see how that's going to pay off. For my number six, I have Anui. Uh, for the quality of opposition, I gave him a 25. He's the man to beat at um, Bantamweight. And even below that, at 115, he uh, he's almost like – I see his career almost turning out to be – he's sort of like a Pacquiao-type fighter. Someone may, some people may look at him as this power puncher guy who just, you know, knocks people out. But he, he can box. He proved that he can fight through when adversity, and we saw that with Nonito uh, Donier. Uh, for the achievements, I gave him a 25. I mean, he's a people don't realize that he's a three-way champion, but he's a three-way champion at, at uh, 108, 118. And um, I believe he's also a champion at Super Feather, not Super uh, Bantamweight. I'm not sure. I have to check that out. But he's a three-way champion. And, that's, and for a small guy, that I mean, it's just self-explanatory. I mean, he's running through guys. He's knocking them out. He's the man to beat. For the eye test, I gave him a 25. He's exciting for a small guy. For, people don't usually like to watch. But he's almost like um, almost like Roman Gonzalez, where people where he can put him on HBO, you can put him on Showtime, and people will watch his fights. Sometimes, you know, casual fans, they like to harp on the smaller guys. But I think Anui is one of those guys that transcends a lot of that because he is exciting. Brings me to my number five. My number five is Errol the True Spence. Now, for Errol Spence's quality opposition, I gave him a 25. He stepped up in the last two years. I mean, a lot of guys were, were ducking him. They didn't want to fight him. He was the boogeyman. But when once he got that, that strap from Kel Brook, um, it, the doors opened up from, for him. He fought Mikey Garcia. He outclassed Mikey Garcia. Uh, he fought... Uh, Sean Porter. He beat Sean Porter, even if it's a close fight. Uh, Sean Porter is not an easy fight for anyone. And Errol Spence took that fight. He didn't He didn't complain about it or anything like that. He went and took it. For the eye test, I gave Spence 30. Spence is, is everything you would want in a fighter. He has everything. He's, he's strong. He's uh, fast. He, he has uh, boxing ability. Uh, it's hard to find guys who can both brawl and box at the same time. And Spence is one of those guys. Um, for the smoke test, I gave him a an eight. Um, normally, Spence, Spence will fight not named Crawford. And even Crawford, I mean, he's not, it's not that Spence is saying that he definitely won't fight Crawford. He's saying maybe that'll wait, but he won't fight Crawford right. Anyone else, they're open game for him. And I like that about him. He's, he's very into, uh, an intense fighter. Um, he, he takes his career seriously. Even after his accident, I heard quotes that he said that he's going to train harder and try to keep his weight down, which is incredible because he, you look at him, he's already a, a, a well-conditioned guy. It's not like he, he just totally out of shape. He blows up between fights. He's just naturally a muscular guy, and he tends to you know get a little bit overweight when he isn't fighting. Now, for my number four, I had Tyson Fury. Now, Tyson Fury, I gave him quality opposition. I gave him a perfect score of 30. I mean, he beat Klitschko. Uh, Klitschko was dominating everyone, and, and Fury was the guy to beat him. It's funny because Anthony Joshua sometimes get a lot of credit for beating Klitschko, but when Fury did it first, 
Uh, it, maybe it's the way that Joshua beat Klitschko. But Fury, basically, no one picked Fury to, to, to win that fight. I remember. I, I remember even reading online how a lot of people were picking Fury to to just get, just to be, to fold against Klitschko. For the achievements, I gave him a, a 30. You know, he's the man to beat at heavyweight. Um, he's the lineal champion. The only thing left for him to, to do at heavyweight is basically beat Anthony Joshua, and, and his ticket to Hall of Fame is, is basically set. He beat Wilder twice. Uh, yeah, the first fight, they, they scored a draw, but he, re- he, he went back in there and corrected it. And against a, a puncher like Wilder is dangerous, and he made it look easy. He went, the, he went into the fire with, with uh, Wilder, and he came out the victor. You can't hold that against him. For the smoke, I gave him a 10. Um, it's self-explanatory. He's willing to fight anyone. He fought Wilder. No, he fought. He's, he's willing. He'll fight Joshua tomorrow if you ask him. He fought Klitschko. Um, it's self-explanatory with him. My number three is Terrence Bud Crawford. Now, Terrence Crawford, uh, he suffered from quality opposition. I gave, only gave him a 20 for quality opposition. Um a lot of guys he fought, they're actually good guys. Like, um, a lot of them, he took a lot. Terrence Crawford took a lot of O's. He took a lot of zeros from a lot of fighters. But he never fought those top names that he really needed to be that top guy. Um, especially at welterweight. He's still on the outskirts. He's still on, on the, quote, other side of the, the street, unquote, if you want to say that. But his resume is lacking there. And I'm, I'm, I want to see what he's going to do to correct that. Because he's, it's almost like he's a, a all-time great talent is being wasted. Uh, for the, the achievements, I gave him a 30. And that's because he did dominate two weight classes. 135, he was the man at 135. 140, he actually was the man at 140. He's running through guy, a lot of guys at those weight classes. 147, I mean, he's kind of, they're boxing him out. But it's, it's, if, if he would have gotten those fights, it'll be interesting to see what he does in those fights. And, I, and it's not a lot of guys I would favor over Crawford. Really, it's only Spence that's neck and neck with them. And maybe Danny Gar- Garcia, because Danny Garcia is a tough fight for anyone. For the eye test, I gave him a 30. He can do it all, just like Spence. He can box. He can, he can, um, he can brawl. He can even switch hit. He can, he can do it from – he's equally as good from southpaw and orthodox. It hasn't been anyone like that since probably Marvin Hagler. You know, a lot of guys don't switch a lot. Even Floyd Mayweather didn't switch a lot. He can switch, but he didn't switch a lot. Not against the opposition that Crawford did. Um, for the smoke, I gave him, I gave Crawford a ten. He wants to smoke. He's not. He hasn't been able to get it. But I can't fault him for that. I can't take that away from someone who really wants that smoke. Uh, my number two is Lomachenko. I gave him a total score of ninety three. For the quality of opposition, I gave him uh, a 25. He fought Gary Russell in his third fight. I mean, that's a big scout to have for your third fight. I mean, people don't understand. I think Gary Russell Jr. in, in itself is a very underrated fighter. And and Lomachenko basically took him to school to a point where when you listen to Gary Russell's interviews, he's kind of, even kind of salty about him. Uh, he went through – uh, Lomachenko went through one – 126. He went through 130. He beat a lot of tough guys there. He went to 30, 135. He beat Linares, 
A lot of people underrate Linares. Linares is still a tough fight for anyone. For the achievements, I gave Lomachico a 30. I mean, he's dominated basically uh, three weight classes he's been in. And it's not, I'm not sure who I would pick over him. Uh, the only fighters I would pick over him are probably up and coming guys. And it will only be because Lomachenko is getting to that age where he's, he's going to slow down eventually. And those guys are coming up. Um, for the eye test, I gave Lomachenko a 30. He's basically like Pacquiao and, 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 and Floyd Mayweather together. He's everything you would want. He can box. I mean, he can put it on you. He can put the hurt on you when he, whenever he feels like it. Just like Danny said, it's almost like watching a video game. It's like watching Little Mac and Punch Out when you watch him fight. I mean, he just taking shots and, 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 and not taking any hard blows. And some fights look like he's slowing down a little bit, but maybe that's a stylistic issue. But I love to see him against guys like um, Tank Davis or even up-and-coming guys like um, Lopez and Devin Haney. I love to see him against those guys to see how good his career is going to turn out. For the smoke, I gave Lomachenko an eight. Um, Lomachenko has never really voted about saying, I, I want to fight this guy. I definitely want to fight this guy. But he always takes those fights. I think if, if he was offered the the Tank Davis fight, he would take it in, in a heartbeat. I don't think he would turn that down unless it was Bob Arum doing it for him. I think Lomachenko really wants that smoke. But I, I have to take it away from him take those two points away because he hasn't really gotten those fights that he, he really wants. I'm not sure he really wants to fight Devin Haney, though. I'm not sure about that yet. Maybe Devin Haney needs to, to, to step up and get more wins under his belt. But whenever Devin Haney is mentioned as an opponent, because Devin Haney been calling Lomachenko out. Lomachenko is not really saying Devin Haney's name a lot. And that brings me to my number one. My number one is uh, Canelo Alvarez. Now, I've always debated putting Alvarez as my number one. Uh, now, I think a lot of that, with anyone else, I think a lot of people underrate Canelo based off that loss to Floyd. But Floyd Mayweather is an all-time great. I mean, he's, he's the greatest fighter of the last 30 years. There's no shame in losing to Floyd Mayweather. Maybe it's the way he, he lost to Floyd, him being outclassed. But when you look at his career since then, I mean, he's really taken off. When you look at his quality opposition, He's fought everyone. He's fought Austin Trout. He fought Miguel Cotto, which is – Miguel Cotto is an all-time great in his own right. Uh, he stepped up to fight Triple G. You know, a lot of people thought he was ducking Triple G. He took that fight not once but twice. He could have, after the first fight, which was close, he could have just said, you know what, I don't need uh, Triple G again as a draw, whatever, just like Chavez did to uh, Whitaker. But he took that rematch – the very next fight and really he almost <laughs> like at some point he was going to stop triple g now it's a testament to how tough triple g actually is could triple g survive that fight but still canelo took on the boogeyman head on and beat the boogeyman in the second fight you know he has that win over triple g and he went up two-way classes to fight kovalev and whoever a lot of people like to, to say they want to fight canelo or say canelo's ducking them I can't see those guys moving up to fight Kovalev, you know. I can't see uh, Jamal Charlo moving up two weight classes to fight Kovalev, even that version of Kovalev. And for the eye test, I give um, Canelo a, a 25. He's definitely approved since he's, every fight he, he does, he improved. Now, he, he always – I took that five points away from him because 
he still seems slightly he still seems to have stamina issues. He still seems to to tire out and fights. And then he comes back and gets that second win. But other than that, I mean he's improved his game tremendously. I mean, I've seen him even do shoulder roll and and and, and shoulder roll defenses on triple G and, and he likes to fight on he can fight on the inside, he can fight on the outside, he can pretty much do it all. Right now, we're watching like a modern day like Chavez. And we really and some people don't even realize what they're watching. Canelo is an all-time great. And he, I think he earned his his spot as the number one pound for pound guy. And for the smoke, I gave him a 10. I mean, I don't think I think the only reason Canelo might not be fighting guys is probably business reasons. It's not that he doesn't want to fight him. Canelo is the type of guy he had he has that Mexican pride about him. He never would have he could have easily ducked Triple G and moved up to 168, but he didn't do that. He didn't stay at 168. He went and, and he went and got that smoke and got that scout. If if I believe I really believe if they are if Charlo took that took a deal to fight Canelo, Canelo would fight him. He would fight any other guys from 160 to 175. Now he's looking for opponents right now. A lot of guys right now are kind of like, um, maybe I'll fight him, maybe I won't. But Canelo is calling these guys out. He wants those fights. Maybe it's De La Hoya. Maybe it's not. We don't know. But I think Canelo really earned his spot as the number one powerful pound guy. And that is my list. All right. Cool. Will, you still around? Did he step out? <laughs> okay. All good. Well, uh, I think that'll wrap it up for this episode. Uh, thank you all for listening. Um, thank you for joining us on this journey. We, we're just kind of doing what we do here. Three guys that love boxing, talking it out. So uh, we're going to be adding some bells and whistles along the way. So stick with us and see what comes of it. Everybody have a good night.